forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Live Action Star Wars. I'm Ralph. I'm James. And today we are talking about the director and the Jedi, the uh, the documentary about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last the Jedi. Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um yeah. This, it's, we are diving yeah. in. It's our. We are. This is our first real time that we're braving the Last Jedi in what two and a bit years, more than that. Yeah, it's been um, a while. It's been a while. We've like. We've we've talked about the last Jedi a lot, but we've never done an episode dedicated to either the movie or any of the behind the scenes of it, because it's contentious, it to is. say the least. And it seems to bring out like we we have different opinions on it, but it brings out the worst of the internet. It does. Um, yeah. In fact, I you know every time I do this, uh, anytime I get the opportunity, I do a hashtag the last Jedi. Mm. And uh, just so more eyes can get to us. And um, unfortunately, right now, we are not live on Twitter. And it's, I don't know why. That's never, oh, we're now live on Twitter. Welcome people <laughs> who might be watching on Twitter. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's the first time that's happened where yeah. every, it says it's live, everything is live, but it says error. Twitter is not live. And uh, maybe it's him hearing us blame, talking yeah, about blame, blame Elon. Yeah, we love Blue Sky. Yeah. Blue Sky is yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, we're on. Okay, so yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's it's. I mean, I mean, it's like uh, like it's a movie that's controversial in my own head. Mm. Um, I have two parts of my brain uh, fighting over this movie, much like Twitter. Yeah, and um, uh, it, watching this, I was gonna say, I think the reason why I, I, I want to do an episode on it relatively soon. This has made me want to yeah. do an episode on it. Um, so we'll talk about the film and our thoughts on the film. I think a lot more then, but yeah. we can't talk about this without at least giving a brief about it. I don't think. Right, and I think the one of the reasons why I chose it is because we our last regular episode was the Force Awakens. Yeah, and I felt. Uh, less enchanted by it this last time than I did mm. uh, previous viewings, and I'm like, you know, there's there's this camp of it's usually Last Jedi people are fighting over Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson and and JJ Abrams, and so I'm like, okay, we watched this JJ Abrams and how he did it, and then I'm like, I'm really interested in revisiting the Last Jedi. Yeah, it's not my pick, and I'm not really interested right now into to you know opening uh, we, that can of worms. But uh, we, we got busy but I felt this was a good way for me to sort of scratch that itch and really uh, take a look at what Ryan Johnson did. And um, here we are. <laughs> it, it's it's hard, man, because like the movie. I've said it before. I've said it again. It has absolutely some of my favorite Star Wars stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And then it has some of my absolute least favorite Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff in it. And so it's like, I, I feel like if you can just cut out the stuff that I don't like, it wouldn't change the movie. I, I, I see exactly what you're saying with it. Um, I, I rewatched the movie as well. Uh, I had a flight, so I, I rewatched it. I watched it in... <laughs> I watched it in three chunks, actually. I watched the first bit on the way out, and then I watched uh, some more of it on the way back while watching Invincible again. 
Um, and <laughs> I finished it off last night after I'd finished off the documentary. So I watched the documentary and then I watched basically from the throne room fight through to the end. Um, and so, I don't know, watching so, it that way, I, I was so in. I, it's been, I was it's been a couple say. of years probably since I watched it. I don't think I've watched it since we started doing the show. Um, mm-hmm. And I, man, I loved it. I want to say this. As much I, as I enjoy The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker, I feel like this movie would serve better as the trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. It's too long. But I mean, it's, it's <laughs> and it could be. I feel like I feel like that. It, it, it's it's just get an introduction to Ray, mm. and then we're off to the other to stuff. Luke, yeah, and then yeah. we can just do that. I mean, um, I would want Han Solo, but <laughs> so let's talk about the documentary. If you, unless you have more enough. to say, yeah. No, no, no. I want to um, save it. I want to save it for when we talk about. The Last Jedi itself. Um, the documentary, though, I I love it. I think it's an amazing documentary. I think it's the most honest and rawest of anything that's come out in the Disney era of behind-the-scenes-wise. Yeah. Um, and I think it is both the best thing, best behind-the-scenes documentary, and the worst thing that could have happened for Star Wars internet quote-unquote fandom. Um because I yeah. feel like it just it armed uh, the yeah. the people that we call Minox. The, the the term that we've dubbed Minox a while back, the people who don't really have a a good way of articulating their criticism, so they just echo the same shit yeah. that they read online and it becomes yeah. an echo chamber of hate and sadness. Yeah. Um people who have honest and good criticisms and can articulate them well, can talk about them, even if they're not like film buffs or anything like that. I have no problem with it, and I'm happy. I like having those discussions, but mm. it's it's the the minucks are the people who just want to spread hate, and you're right. yeah yeah. So, watching this, uh, first of all, so yesterday I had a lot of stuff to do, um, mm. as far as like producing the documentary I'm working on. Like I sent out so many emails yesterday. I coordinate some stuff. It was, there was a lot to do yesterday We're we're back into full production. Um, we have a shoot at the end of the month, uh, a big shoot. It's like going to be our biggest shoot. Um, that takes us across, uh, possibly three States. Um, and it's, it's like all of this stuff. Um, if you're not uh, following uh, why... getting, getting lost doc on socials, go and do that. Yeah, do that. That would be great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after that, I have dinner, make dinner, have dinner. And I'm like, fuck, I got to put on this documentary. And I'm yeah. like, so like stressed. I'm like a ball of stress. And then I'm like, now I got to watch this thing. Where it's just like, it, it's uh, the last Jedi takes all of the Star Wars energy and love I have and just like drains it. It's like, it's like there's too much of this going on. We're just thinking about the last Jedi. I'm like, Oh, it brings, mm-hmm. it brings just memories of like the worst of Star Wars. And I'm watching this thing and I'm like, Oh my God, like these guys are 
producing something that's I can't even imagine. Yeah. I can't even imagine uh, that shot when uh, they're signing uh, like, producing the final Star budget, Wars, the final budget documents that they're signing and stuff, and you can like, sort of just I'm see just, Ryan at that point, and he's just like, <laughs> okay. The whole yeah, the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like mostly watching Rom Bergman. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, because you've got, because you've got to have a new appreciation. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's things in this where I'm just it's not making me more stressed, but I'm just like okay, this is the way I'm doing it. Yeah, feels very similar to the way yeah. they're doing it, and they did it. They got to make a Star Wars, and I'm making a, a documentary with Taylor, and it's just the conversations they have. I'm like, I gotta have similar conversations with Taylor. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I am a producer. I guess I am doing it right. Mm. Um, I think the interesting thing about this documentary is where it's very different than the Force Awakens one. It's very different than the the Rise of Skywalker one, which I love. I think it's yeah. called the Skywalker Legacy. That that documentary is great because they just pull out footage from the original trilogy behind the scenes that I never seen before. But this one feels like the beginning. The documentary for the episode one uh, uh, behind the scenes uh, documentary. So it's literally a fly on the wall following Ryan Johnson as opposed to George Lucas. And it doesn't, there's no narration. There's no sit down interviews. There's a couple sit down interviews. Um, uh, we'll get into that. Look, like, like, they're just sort of self shot though as well. Like the one with uh, yeah. John Boyega that they cut to a couple of times, it looks like it was It's like cell phone footage. Yeah, they probably just grabbed him between takes or something. Or uh, yeah, um, I think Carrie Fisher's was the only one that really looked like mm-hmm. she had sat down for an interview, and it was probably interviews for whatever media junkets. And yeah. then they grabbed the stuff where she's farting around and put that in this. Being Carrie, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I said with with Kirkman. Yeah. Uh, yesterday on Invisible, Robert Kirkman will tell professional interviews to the prime video documentary people and then his bullshit farting around for uh, skybound audience. when his company is doing him. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this, this fly in the wall thing, I think I like way more than mm. sit down interviews. I mean, I'm doing sit down interviews now. That's because I'm not there for when they're shooting the show lost, but um, it's, it's such a, it's such a refreshing approach. It's nice because it's showing you like all the decisions that have to get made and how many hours they, they, they said there were like something like, like halfway through and they still needed something like 40 something sets to build. And it's like, uh, yeah, it sounds like a nightmare. Oh, was it and 100, you, you 120 do, days shooting or something like that? Like it was, Something like that. Yeah. And, like, I've been working on my movie for, like, two years. Mm. And in a year, Lost fans are going to sit there for, like, uh, an hour and 45 minutes, two hours. I have no idea how long it's yeah. going to be. And they be like, okay. Thanks. It's done. Yeah. You, you yeah, did yeah. it. Yep. And it's just yeah. so watching this thing and you're watching, like, every little detail, you start to see how... Kathleen Kennedy said this was a great experience. Um, uh, Ryan Johnson looked tired, but he would he wouldn't 
do anything different and he loves doing it and he's glad he made it. But at the same time, you watch when you're making every little decision on every single droid and you have thousands of background characters on Canto Bite that by the time you get to the edit, you're like, well, I spent so much time on every single thing. Do you want to cut it out? And well, that's I it feel with Canto like, Bite, and I feel like that's Canto Bite in particular. I feel like because that is the one that I think a lot of people would be like that whole plot, like that stuff, yeah. like just didn't work for a lot of people. Even people who love the rest of the movie, often there are people who like the Canto Bite stuff, and I don't mm-hmm. hate it. Um, but it is the I think the second weakest part of the movie for me, um, mm-hmm. and it's. It is the one that they always go, mm, yeah, it's probably the, the one of the weaker bits of the film. And that you see how much effort went into it. Yeah. And you're like, well... And they're, like, shooting for, like, a day or so or two or something. Yeah, in, in the like big, the, like, hall that they built. The, the, the big yeah. casino floor, yeah. yeah. And then you have the... You have the they went to Dubrovnik. The... They shot all the stuff on the streets that you wouldn't even really know. Like, I've walked down those streets in Dubrovnik, and I, I was there after they'd shot but before mm-hmm. the film had come out and so i'm walking around like looking at my phone looking at like leaked set photos and going oh that that is there's an explosion that's gonna happen right here and it's when they yeah. fabia like jumps on the car that's the main drag yeah. down through uh, there and stuff yeah. and so it's it's crazy to watch it and go they're split second shots like they are split second shots they didn't yeah. did they need to go out here did they need to do all of this um damn yeah, but they did, and so do you need use the split second shot? Yeah, and so I think it's one of those things where, like, you look at episode one, and Lucas was jamming everything he could into that movie mm-hmm. um, because he's back years it was his first art. time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ryan Johnson had forty plus, like forty something years yeah. of being a Star Wars fan, and also like he's a massive Star filmmaker. Wars fan. But then uh, also a being a like, filmmaker. And, and every so film that he did up to that his... point was growth in scale. Like you go from Brick to Brothers Bloom to uh, um, Looper to this. I yeah. think that I think this yeah. is his fourth. I think that's it. Um, yeah. And and so you just see that it's, it's the growth on each one of those films is huge. Yeah, but also he says it like, "I'm going to step back from a filmmaker and be a Star Wars fan, and just." put everything I wanted to see as a Star Wars fan into it and that's the thing he wants to see this stuff which is great I want to see this stuff but I don't know if it serves the story and I feel like I feel like he needs a Marsha Lucas on this one yeah someone to just go in and be like this is all great but I mean you're looking at what what is it two and a half hours it's two two thirty five or something like much. that. It's too much. I think I'm shorter, a fan. I, shorter than uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, it doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't. That's the difference. I think because yeah. it's it's more it's more of a film. I think it, like for yeah. for better and worse. Like it's it, there is more to it. There's more to think about with this one. Uh, there's more themes. There's there's deeper stuff in it. So when you're sitting in a scene that might only be three minutes, it feels longer because it's like it's better though. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. I I feel like this is how and again, I really like 
Rise of Skywalker a lot. Mm. I think this should be episode eight and nine. I think this should be cut into two. You can expand on some of the stuff. Um, I'd love to know how real the 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 rumors, the conversations were about Ryan writing eight and nine, and then not directing nine because that was a, that was. I remember that being yeah. talked about. And at what stage in the process it became him just doing eight? Um, yeah. Because I feel like at that point it feels to me that he was working on it as if he was going to get to write eight and nine. And then they said, actually Colin wants to write nine and he went, okay. And then, so he just had to compress. Right. Um, right. and, and then obviously everything with nine changed and everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I it's feel like the throne scene, I mean, we're going to watch this eventually. Yeah. I yeah. feel like the throne scene is, um, an ending. It's an ending. It's one of the, it's, and it's, and it's a great, it's, it's one of the best Star Wars moments ever. Yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. And then you got like a good, what, 45 minutes of movie left after that? Yes. Something like that? It's about a half hour, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, uh, it's, I feel like this should be eight and nine. As much as I like and nine. I th- and I think it would give all of the, I think, because, Watching it again this time, um, Poe more than more than Finn. Poe was the one who felt most underserved. Um, right. And I think if you did spread this over two, you'd get more chance to flesh out his stuff because I quite like Holdo in this time round. Watching it through, and I was like, but yeah. there's not enough there to make it feel earned. Um, her the, her moments and stuff like that are great, but she's got like three scenes. That's it, and yeah. you give her a movie's worth or two movies worth of stuff um, to flesh out, and you you could do a lot more. Right. I I agree. I we we've, we always say it when we talk about the sequel trilogy. It's the disjointedness of it that is the the problem. Each individual film I enjoy, uh, but there is a a disconnect. Right. Ryan Johnson mentions this. He he <laughs> um he mentions he's before writing it, he sat down, he wrote the characters and what he knows about the characters yeah. and then went from there. Uh, which is perfect. I feel like JJ Abrams with The Force Awakens like had to um get Star Wars fans back in good faith because of at the time the prequels still, still weren't yeah, what? people were still shitting on the prequels. So so they played it safe. And they just served up the ball. And they just lobbed it, the ball. It was an easy, just, it was just, an easy hit. It was, a, it was an easy hit. So Ryan Johnson comes in. He's like, all right, I'm going to do this. This yeah, is how now we're going to do a trick shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, but the thing is, so for me, the whole purpose of, or not the, the main uh, sort of arc of this um, documentary is the director and the Jedi. Now, what was served up to Ryan Johnson was Luke Skywalker on an island. Mm. And Mark Hamill didn't like how Ryan Johnson took that ball and, and ran with it. It was just like, this isn't Luke Skywalker to me. Yeah. And I'm thing, like... And I feel like that's the difference yeah. between like Mark uh, to Carrie or Harrison in particular. Like, but... He's a fan who loves his character and 
like yeah. I, know, I don't know if he's gone and read like old eu stuff but like i feel like he's aware like he no. certainly knows yeah. who mara jade is and all of that history like he knows of it he's talked about it and he's but... probably talked to george about where luke goes after oh and God, here's yeah. the thing here's the thing jj set it up in which there's a galaxy where the first order has come back. Yeah. The resistance is there. Leia's not in control. There's still chaos in the galaxy. And this whole time, we know that Luke Skywalker failed uh, uh, Ben Solo. He failed Han and Leia. And he's secluded himself on an island. What part of that makes you think, oh, he's just a hero. He's been kicking back this whole time, yeah. letting the galaxy go to shit. And so Ryan Johnson wrote down where Luke Skywalker was and everything he's done that was said in the setup in The Force Awakens. And so it's like, what did you think was going to happen? This is not going to go the way he thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's the whole thing is like... It's if he thinks about it, like that's what happened to Obi Wan. Obi Wan fucked failed. up. I don't failed. know if Mark Hamill's seen the prequels or not. I'm assuming he has, but it's the same. It's the same thing. It's George Lucas's rhyming thing where now he's Obi Wan, and Rom Bergman mentions it in this. He's like, let's tell him, let's convince him, remind him he's, that he's not he's, the Luke. He's Obi. Yeah, he's yeah. Obi Wan. Yeah. And but Ryan Johnson, and I think it comes off. I feel like this documentary does a lot of explaining that maybe the movie should have done maybe a little bit better, but it is explaining like Luke Skywalker's redemption is he's everybody knows him in the galaxy and his presence in this film and him coming out of his shell and him learning from his mistakes with Kylo Ren and, and turning his back on the Jedi and everything like that, um, becoming the spark that ignites the rebellion like all of this stuff is like, it's like his Vader redemption without being a guy that killed kids. Yeah, you know, um, and it's just like himself for his own failure. But yeah, it's like, yeah, he, yeah. It, it, but it's but for yeah, but for Mark Hamill to say fundamentally, fundamentally, this isn't Luke Skywalker. Like it was set up in the last one. Like yeah, when I is. started, when when when. Episode eight started and I was sitting in the theater and I watched him throw the lightsaber and everyone laughs. Oh, that's funny. We've been waiting, you know, two years to see what he does, how this scene plays out. It makes sense. Yeah. It made sense to me that the whole Luke thing totally made sense to me and everything surrounding him, Kylo Ren and Ray is my favorite stuff in the movie. I don't know if I made that clear, but everything surrounding them is the thing that makes me that I think is some of the best Star Wars stuff ever. And I feel like it, it like the end of return of the Jedi Luke's laps into the dark side and kills his father. Well, takes strikes down his father using his anger, doing what the emperor wants. And so like, how does he deal with that? You know, he's got that in him. And so for him to be able to sort of confront his demon, Kylo Ren, without lifting a lightsaber just using the force and then being at peace with the force and becoming one with the force it's like that's so much better than 
standing out there in front of a bunch of Star Destroyers and deflecting bolts and pulling ships out of the sky and all of yeah. yeah. Uh, so it is. I that this is what I'm saying about it being the worst thing because it arms the 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 internet like Minox is yeah. it's the stuff that he says where he's like he fundamentally disagrees with it. If you watch the rest of the documentary, he comes around and he's like, "I oh, know it's excellent." By the time by the time we get done with it, it's excellent. That's a great line. It's like I, I I'm just like, oh, Mark, please just don't show that. Don't don't say these things because. You've got to know that people are going to pick up on it. You can think yeah. it, but maybe just don't say it. But then it's also like, fair play to them. They showed that there was a disagreement here. And what a narrative that that tells in the documentary. I think he just said that it was too, one of the... too many times in interviews. Yeah, that was the thing. This, this kind of shows you... Like, we all saw the interviews, and we all knew going into it that it was like, oh, boy, um, this is not great. And then um, it's like, oh, we'll make the documentary, and we'll focus on that. And the the there's a part – it happens pretty late in the documentary that made me kind of be like, oh, my gosh. Like, this dude is really <laughs> – is really uh, combative was uh, – Mark Hamill said um, – he said – if it goes bad, oh uh, yeah, it's all it's on, on his him. shoulders. If it goes, but great, if it goes like, great, it's also on his shoulders. Yeah, and and Mark Hamill says he's like, listen, I don't I think agree he's with it. Washed his hands of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but and so that, that also then it showed me. I was like, well, hell, what a damn professional he's been in the other in the other like complete other swing because best performance yeah. of his career is this movie. I think right. without a, without a doubt, this is the best Mark Hamill performance ever. So and like he's doing this when he d- didn't yeah. really like it until I think until he got to the end of it. But what works so, about it? Yeah. What works about it though? Mark Hamill has a big old chip on his shoulder, mm. making this movie, playing like a character who has a big old chip on his shoulder, and Other, so it kind of yeah. it kind of just works right. Um. It's just uh, I listened to a podcast called Blank Check. Uh, Griffin yep, Newman, yeah, yeah. who's Watto on the George Lucas Talk Fantastic Show, podcast. they were talking about. Um, they've been talking about the movies of David Fincher, mm-hmm. and how uh, uh, casting um, Brad Pitt in Seven was like Brad Pitt, known as a pretty boy back then. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't really the right role for him, mm-hmm. and. Um, but he was really eager to do it. And David Fincher was like, well, the character is kind of a fresh kid, a new, like a rookie yeah. who's really eager to do it. He's not so jaded. He's use not Morgan that. Freeman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to use that eagerness and it's going to come out in his performance. And it did. Yeah. And it totally did. And so like, again, for, like yeah. I don't, I'm not saying like that, that um, Ryan Johnson wrote Luke this way to get a performance out of Mark Hamill. It just happened to work. Um, Carrie Fisher in the documentary says that this is her best performance. She's like, that might be my best performance ever. And guess what? It is. Yeah. Also, uh, up to this point, I think Anthony Daniels best performance, uh, uh, since return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's his best. Like there's something, there's something about whatever Ryan Johnson did. He he made three PO less um, like manic Shanky. and a little more dry. Yeah, 
And it works. And I think that went into Rise of Skywalker, which I think is his best performance. Anthony Daniels' best performance as C-3PO is in the Rise of Skywalker. He refound it again. Like he never, for a character yeah. who never really stopped playing the character. Yeah. Uh, for an actor who never yeah. stopped playing the character. But I feel like, I feel like. Slotted back in. I feel like the prequels, he felt like a parody of yeah. C-3PO. Like, oh, everyone knows C-3PO as this guy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to play this guy. And it's like, no. If you look at Star Wars, the original, he's he's very dry and very And it makes monotone. sense because like through through the nineties and then early two thousands and stuff, most of the times that he's playing three PO are like video games or like comedy bits and things like that. So he's yeah. he's playing it up. He's playing the caricature version of himself. And what I and what I like is they did the ADR on the set. Yes. So, you get so he's so he's so close to that performance that, you know, oh I can remember what I did, you know. 10 minutes ago before I took yeah. the suit off as opposed to now you're in, you're in a booth. You can't see the, the, you're just your reading the words you don't the feel page. it. You're, you yeah, you're screen. reading the words. You might have some dailies, but yeah. Yeah. And so it, I feel like that helped too. I, I kind of want to revisit this movie. Um, Stevie hates it, which by the way, everyone, Stevie's here. Um, uh, uh, Sarah and Lucha Johnny is here, but, um, yeah, Stevie says good conversation on this one. I can't wait to hear the full last Jedi, um, conversation. It's a very uneven movie. I'm making that, uh, uh, uneven movie. I'm making that make sense to me. Uh, makes it more forgivable. She does not like it. She hasn't liked it since the jump. We, when we saw it, she said she was like, falling asleep or may have fallen asleep a little bit during it. Um, hates the movie. It might be too strong a word, uh, but I think she hates the movie. Um, has has some strong she's, critiques. Yeah. I don't know if, if we've watched it together since, um, but, and then that was another it. thing. And was, I recommend when, when you hit a point where you're like, okay, slowing down, take a break and then yeah. come back. I recommend it. Like I, I watched it in three chunks That's, and, I loved it. I think that's the the most I've enjoyed it in a couple in years. Uh, was yeah. this time round? Do you remember the exact three spots? So I just in case, the, like we want to do like the like the machete I cut, but watched? the but yeah, the yeah. James Hewlett so cut. The, the the second and third chunks was up until literally until uh, Snoke got halved. Uh, Ray gets it. Okay. They give each other a nod, and then it cuts to the the wide, and it's just going into the slow mo. I paused there, and that's that was my back half. Um, before that was um, Finn and Rose had just left Doradus. Uh They literally they just spoken to Maz to go to just, to Kanto Bite. So yeah, okay. So that okay. was it. Was up until then, then Kanto Bite uh, through his empire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Basically, I watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and that was then, another thing about. Crate That's another thing about yesterday fight. is I was so busy. I was so busy yesterday. I was going to watch this while doing work and I just had work to do. And I was watching an interview with Michael Emerson instead, um, which I mean, dude, it's so oh, great. great. <laughs> dude, like it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's funny making a movie is the privilege of being able to see these yeah. things. Um, I wasn't there for, for the Michael Emerson uh, interview. Um, it was in New York, but um, I got to see it, and I still have a little bit left because I want to like savor it. But it's yeah. so good. Um, the but I, I so I didn't watch it yesterday, and then I, the reason why after dinner I was like, oh shit, 
<laughs> Still I gotta going. watch it. I gotta watch <laughs> it. And Stevie's sitting on the couch with me, and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> she doesn't like yeah. the movie. Yeah. She doesn't like the movie. And I'm not, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't revisit it a lot. Like, I'll throw on the prequels before it's, this. It's definitely the one that I revisit the least of the sequels, yeah. but I do now pretty after just watching force awakens and it wasn't too long ago that we watched rise of skywalker it's i think it's my favorite uh yeah. i really do think it's my favorite of the sequels um yeah. i thought that at first but then now i think it's it's sort of reconfirmed it for me um yeah. rest of this documentary like you i think you do get a sense that ryan was uh, he was tired exhausted all the way through but also so happy with everything that he got like i think he is immensely proud of this movie as well he should be i think anyone who makes a movie like whether it comes out great or bad like fuck it dude you made a movie that's amazing well done um like and so it's not easy it's no it's definitely not um and so he's he's immensely proud of everything that he does and i think that comes through when he's talking to people who clearly it's like their first day on set so like probably one of oscar isaac's first days on set they're talking about it he's like man i'm having the time of my life i'm I'm loving this when andy circus comes onto set to do the snoke stuff he's like (laughs) like i don't want to blindside you but we've got this whole thing it's going to be amazing but like you're gonna die but man this film is like it's cooking like we're having a great time doing this um it's it's really funny that they did a couple of the um Skellig Michael stuff, like those scenes early, like the handover, like the the handover shot. Right. They did that before principal photography, and then they always had Skellig like coming up. That was looming over yeah. them, like, and they they stayed on target, and they made it to that. And I think it comes through, and why they they did such a good job with that stuff. It's like it was at the end of it all, and seeing that that was Mark's last stuff um was all of the stuff out there yeah it's impressive and yeah yeah Yeah. i think you get you get a sense of we were talking about how it was good that uh anthony daniels did all of his adr on set in in the Mm -hmm. in on those sets so you got good sound got good performance i think it's also is key that the other actors were playing their coverage like they're playing off coverage like so Mm -hmm. All of the force connections. It was Daisy and um, uh, Adam Driver were. They were both there, like whenever they were doing that stuff. And you get those performances. You get that reaction, even though they are never like on camera together, except for that one shot in the hut. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, um, the the culmination to the point where Ryan sits down with Mark and the camera's far away. Yeah, um, it, I feel like this is, this is like, okay, this is Ryan Johnson uh, directing the documentary. This is the point yeah. where Ryan Johnson, cause they're both mic'd up and it sounded like Ryan was mic'd up the whole time. Seemed like um, it. Cause Anthony Daniels was a point- to tell him something. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, let me know when we're not when I'm not uh, bugged." Uh, I really want to know what that was. Yeah, and so he's probably like, hey, "Mark's really not happy." I saw him the other day. No, man. Woo. Um, but but 
you know, he probably told the camera guy, he's like, you, you can hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Mark is, is bugged. Yeah. Yeah. He's got his thing on. Okay. I'm going to go over and tell him the title of the movie. Just don't follow me. Just, just do a wide. And just, the, 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 the shot is so perfectly like composed and set up this giant, massive cave or, yeah. or cliff, cliff face, uh, yeah. just looming over him. Uh, and, and just this tiny little Mark Hamill just sitting there to himself, and then and then Ryan Johnson going over there and saying, um, "I'm going to tell you the title of the movie." And it's it's the Skellig Michael stuff. It's like it's, it appears to be like later. Um, it's like my internet looks like my internet's going down, but um, but Ryan Johnson just sitting there and telling him, "Okay, I'm it's you want any? I'm going to tell you the title." He's like, and he says, "Don't tell." Your wife, don't tell time, your yeah. wife, don't tell your kid, you can't tell anybody. And he's like, okay. And it's this thing of, up. it's, yeah, because it's this thing where everything's so secretive with Star Wars. Everything is such a big deal. And it's this small, intimate moment where Ryan Johnson is sort of letting Mark into the process. Mark has trusted him in this process this whole time. And he's yep. like, okay, here's the title of the movie. It's The Last Jedi. And Mark says, it's me. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's it's Mark Hamill's realization. Like, hey, listen, you may not like this, but it is still about you. And it's, it's kind of. Movie. it's Yeah. And I know they use that image for the poster. And it, it makes sense. But it's just, like, one of those things where it's just, like, it's, like it's it's a great arc it's the yes. perfect arc of yes. mark hamill finally coming to terms with because he probably known since the beginning since he read the script that luke skywalker was going to die and before he dies he's kind of a shithead yeah but so is darth vader yeah and so like he, he it's this that that moment was so nice and i guarantee you that mark went and told his wife and <laughs> and his kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, it's it's a really nice moment, and it made me it, like I like Ryan Johnson. I've I mean since Brick, we went and saw yeah. Brick in the theater. He was playing yeah, at like too. the art house, like the next county over or whatever. Um, and uh, I really like him. And I I when I saw this movie, I'm like, this is my least favorite Ryan Johnson movie. I haven't seen Brothers Bloom. I should probably see Brothers Bloom. It's, good. it's fun. Um, but I love all his other movies. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, you know what? I just like this guy. And I, I'm, I'm glad, like, I'm, I'm glad he got to do a Star Wars. I'm really glad he didn't play it safe. Yeah. You know? He didn't play it safe at all. It would have um, been so it, easy to. They're like, it's, it's like. J.J. Abrams did it, you know, yeah, Lawrence Kasdan did it. And like, it would be so easy to just pick up the ball from that and do the next one of those very, very yeah. easily. Like, I feel like, I don't want to take away from screenwriters and stuff like that, but I feel like it'd be an easy movie to write, like, if you wanted right. to play it that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, he didn't. He wanted to do something different. He wanted to, as he says, he, he, wanted to make a movie that he would want to go and see um yeah. and i think that's that's more interesting whether you like it or dislike it like it's it's more interesting than 
Force Awakens in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this documentary. Yeah. Um, because we were coming off of. Yeah. Yeah. Doing Force the, Awakens. That, and it's like, yeah. It, it, I think it also it's it's the thing of we just finished watching Ahsoka, which was new and fresh. Well, I mean, you know, it was like Rebels and, and Clone yeah. Wars and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. as far as live action goes, it was new and fresh, and then kind of ended with where it was like just kind of uninspired. For you, it was a bit of a wet yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so then I'm like, you know what? Let's get back into like something more comfortable let's get into yeah. to force awakens and then i was like oh no like this feels kind of just bit, i bit, don't know it yeah. doesn't feel as fresh as when i saw it in the theater no or the there moments times there, I saw there, it since. There are, yeah there are moments uh, like there's stuff in there that i love and it's exciting and it's fun it's as as people say at the beginning of this when they're sort of showing clips from around the world and they're showing all of the different media outlets it was like Oh wow! Look at this! Look at this! I mean, there's people that they show at the beginning of this documentary that I think you've got in your documentary. Uh, like, pretty sure Hector Navarro's in there. Like, there's there's some yeah. there's some faces. I'm like, oh, this is all like the schmodown people from that era. Like, yeah, right. this, this is all like Hector man. Navarro, dude. Hector Navarro. Can I just tell you real quick about Hector Navarro? Anybody who who knows who Hector Navarro is uh-huh. is one of the sweetest amazing most amazing guys we we are shooting uh at the end of the month and uh well we got hector in the movie hector's amazing hector showed up for the last live uh or the lost um uh, panel at comic-con did a follow-up interview after mo ryan's book came out um uh has just been a peach started following me on my socials like my personal ones and like responds and stuff he's just an absolute maybe we should try to get him on some point well, here's the thing. He he's got a show, he's got a show called Heroes Reforged that they're not really talking about stuff that's struck. Uh, so I know yeah, he's not, not yeah. and he's currently. Well, I think he's currently in Japan. Like, yeah, but it doesn't need to be immediate. But, yeah. but animated series aren't struck, and ah. I know, I know that he's an Invincible fan. So I'm oh, thinking sweet. maybe yeah. next, maybe the sec- the second half of. Of, of season two we get hector in but let me do so hector is amazing hardworking, just the sweetest guy uh uh just a, a, a wealth of like knowledge to all yeah. things geeky like he's a great dude and it was so great seeing him in this um which is funny because yesterday taylor sent me an image of we were doing a um we running studio space for an interview at the end of the month and Taylor was going through the site and looking at the images for the, for the studio space. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Hector is sitting in a chair being interviewed in one of those images. And I'm like, I'm like, Everywhere. that's so amazing. <laughs> it's so amazing. And then, so I saw that yesterday and I'm like, he's fucking everywhere, but he's yeah. like, deserves to be. He's a really yeah. good dude. One of my favorite interviews, we, our interview with him came after it was the same day we shot. It was the most uh, big stressful day. we shot Michael Giacchino's interview and then followed up. We had to like adjust our times and rush to get the Jorge Garcia's interview. Yeah. And so it's like, these are like at the time, uh, two like the biggest factors in the show lost. Like mm-hmm. those are the two guys. Mm-hmm. And so we finished Jorge early because we had to do a time shift and we're like, let's go get dinner. And we went and got dinner, uh, me and the crew and we are just sitting there and we're eating and we're just like wiped the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm like, we still have to go do Hector after this. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, damn, like 
I just want to go back, clear the cards, put all the interviews on the hard drive, work on some stuff, send out some emails, but all right, we'll, we'll go do Hector. And Hector was the sweetest and it gave us energy again. And Hector is, Hector is just terrific. Um, so we'll try to get him for Invincible. I mean, awesome. yeah, I'd like that. We can, we can, we can get him on live action Star Wars. But I think he's a he's an Invincible fan. He's a comic book fan, and I think he would serve best on that show. Cool. So I'll I'll reach out to him. I'll and we've never had guests on that show, so that'd be fun. No, I know. And I was thinking about that. I'm thinking like we have a show on. Uh, we our shows are a weird time, yeah. um, but we'll see if I can we can make stuff work for guests yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Um, so yeah, it was great seeing him. Uh, there was another person on there who declined being in our movie, but that's fine. Um, and then I was trying to think of any other people in the documentary that was in ours, but I don't think there is. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, there is, uh, and yeah, there's. It's it's funny seeing lost people uh, pop up. Yeah, they're they're always around. Um, it was just just fun seeing all of the the journalists of that era, like from yeah. in this, and it was all like it was all the what i'd say like youtube journalism but it was what was around at that time it was great yeah um stuff that i like this this documentary was very much focused I and mean, it's the call the director and the jedi it's gonna be about that and it it really feels to me that like uh ryan johnson is an actor's director you've got some who like to direct the the action <laughs> and stuff like that but, carrie like, fisher mentioned that yeah and and he's like, oh, I got I got a direct I got a, a direction for you. How's this one? Slower and more intense. Like she's yeah. like, oh, was, was I not intense? I was like, no, no, you were, you were. I'm just just trying to make a joke. <laughs> like, but like, yeah. He's and such a nerd, and she probably forgot that. Yeah. Yeah, that was even a thing. But the fact that Carrie Fisher said that you know he's a real actor's director, it's like something that she hasn't seen on the set of a star wars before exactly like george is all visuals and everything like that and uh, yeah so to see that and to see him sat there like i love the fact that he's he's like me i always sort of sit on a chair like like cross-legged or with my feet up or whatever and it's like it's he's just sat there and like just ways to make himself comfortable in whatever chair that he's in no matter what the situation he's not like sat in a director's chair professionally he'll be sat on the floor in front of them directing them and stuff it's like that's got to be great and it it lends itself you can see it on screen like you get the best performances out of all of these people even when their characters are underserved or doing stuff that you're not a big fan of like plot wise the performances are amazing um watching the film again through this time like and they they spend quite a lot of time with kelly kelly marie tran in this documentary you can see that like he's just fucking around with her and their fist bumps and stuff that they're doing that's like they're just having fun and that puts them all at ease and it's it's lovely to see but then he's also is still doing the behind the scenes stuff like he's still talking to hair and makeup and props yeah. and all of that stuff it's it's no wonder that these guys get burnt out so much after doing a big movie like this yeah but i mean he followed this up with or with uh knives out and it was probably a thing where it's like holy shit i just like, want the actors this is this is this is so much easier and that movie's amazing. I love that yeah, movie. I love Glass yeah. Onion too. Um, I, I can't wait for whatever they do next. Just, just, just give it to me. And I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Hey, this this documentary made me want the next Benoit Blanc movie to be um, 
this entire cast. This cast, maybe, this yeah. Oh, maybe, wow. maybe do, maybe do like a, a murder mystery on a, in the Hollywood studio, but like just have this cast, but have them playing like not themselves, but yeah, but like. Well, Daisy, just, Daisy's just watching him dipped her toes into the murder mystery thing as well. Like they, right, they could all do fine. it. Like, I'd, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would, yeah. I'd love to see this cast. Like everyone, everyone from this would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're 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 big fans. We went to see we went to see Knives Out and just fell in love with it. I don't. Did we see it twice in the theater? I don't think we saw it twice in the theater, but um, uh, we watch them a lot. We watch them a lot, and I think it's. I think this movie helped with those. I think the Definitely. the stress and the amount the of shooting car. and working, yeah, yeah uh, it, it's like, oh, I can go back and just do a thing set in a house. Well, and that's it. You think about <laughs> like, like the the three films before that are like two and three handers. Like that's about it. Like yeah, uh, yeah Brothers Bloom is, is Looper's a little bit more three. Looper's a little bit bigger, but still, like it's it's fairly contained. Um, yeah, we saw Glass Onion in the theater too. Netflix was cool enough to, they're like, they oh, okay, we'll I'm release sure it. And then it made a again. fuckload of move. It made so much money. Makes sense. It's advertising for yeah. it then coming to streaming. Like, always yeah. put films, if you're happy with the film, which, put it in Which Disney. is helping Fincher get, and I'm sure The Killer is is, is going to be and, in theaters because uh, of Glass Onion. Killer's Little Flower Moon on Apple. Like, yeah. it's, yeah, put, put yeah. streaming movies in theaters first. Um, yeah. Um, so I, that's what I there, hope for. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love. Ryan's not watching got... this, but he should do that. <laughs> I mean, he is a podcast fan. Like he he shows up on uh, the filmcast quite often uh, and likes to troll them by playing a ukulele. I think he just sits there and plays a ukulele to annoy one of the hosts. Um, he's great. But I mean, he loves he loves movie making. Like a classic Hollywood murder mystery, I think would be. A perfect fit for yeah. for that, but then also and you get think about you think about like all of these people, and I'm I'm including like Gwendolyn Christie and everyone in in it, like and um, Adam Driver yeah. and, Adam, and, and Adam Daisy, Oscar, uh, Isaac, Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, um, like how Ellie, amazing! Like, everyone, everyone, like that would be a great like Knives Out type of cast. Yeah. It really would. It's it's big enough. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's the ukulele. Stevie's... He's, he plays something. I don't know. Um, he, uh, yeah, go and listen to like or go search for uh, the film cast. I think back then it was still called the Slash Film Cast. Um, yeah. He's done episodes for each of his movies. They've they've been friends with him for years. He's done movie like episodes with them uh, a few times. Uh, he's great fun. Yeah. He's great fun. Um, yeah, that's the thing about those Benoit Blanc movies is it's. It, every character is awful because you want to make sure that everybody yeah. is a suspect. And so like Hollywood would be amazing. And they could all like play actors and people in and around film and stuff like that. But like absolute assholes too. have, yeah. I mean, Oh my God, imagine Mark Hamill in one of those, like, come right. on, give it to me. Yeah. Like he could play a grump. Like it'd be yeah. excellent. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, love it. I would really, really want that now more than anything else. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Adam Driver is a great goofball. Like you think, see him in like Logan Lucky. He's he's a brilliant goofball. Oh, yeah. he worked with. Um, yeah, exactly. There's a connection. The, the stormtrooper yeah. from Episode Seven. That that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TK, whatever, probably. Um, yeah, probably. Oh, uh, I think it might be. I think it might be like FN oh. 
zero seven or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, that probably yeah, that makes sense. I think it, I think they gave him like yeah something double like seven number. Yeah. 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 Um I I there's there's stuff in this film in, in the movie that I really like filmmaking wise that has never been in a star wars before or after like think like window rattling as pose like like power sliding his x-wing around the bridge of the the dreadnought and like the windows are rattling and then the same thing happens on the the radis later on i'm just like that's such a cool idea and moment it's like it's stuff that we don't see normally mm-hmm. uh that we don't get much of like that we don't get any of like the other than him talking about he's editing on the fly as they go uh yeah. we don't get any of the editing stuff we don't get any of the not effects. much in the effects like we get like practical stuff because they talk about how much they wanted to do things practically <laughs> they're like we we put so much effort in these fucking sea cows we're we going to show the sea cows yeah. in the documentary we're going to show how much of a pain in the ass this was another um, scene that people love to like bitch about and i'm like think about the movie think about the fact that luke is trying to put her off at this point he's trying to get rid of her she is being a nuisance to him of course he's just gonna be like you want to be here this is what we do this is the life on this island like yeah yeah um so there's 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 stuff but i really do enjoy it and again you come around to the end of that documentary and mark hamill is like i i gave up ownership i put I put all my trust into Ryan and I think what we got was great. And it's like, I wish people would just grab onto that a little bit more. Um, yeah, right. he has a fine. Um, and then you I see think he was, I the, think he was just nervous about the portrayal and how Luke Skywalker was written. So he was like preemptively on the back foot. He's, uh, he's yeah, he's, he's got his hunches. Yeah. Up. Yeah, yeah. 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 But maybe not um, so much in public. Yeah, that's the problem. I think that was the thing that I'm just like, oh, Mark, come on. You've got to know. Like, you've been around this stuff for long enough. You know what the internet is like. It's not new to you at this point. Yeah. Um, you probably witnessed all of the vitriol for the prequels. Like, don't don't feed. Don't feed the trolls. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was the only problem that I had with what he did. But then what we got on screen was amazing. Um. Yeah. You see it at the Rat Party, uh, the Natural History Museum, which is a massive, massive hall that they had that Rat Party and they, they filled it. Um, where Kathleen Kennedy is beaming about this movie. And I remember at the time yeah. when it was coming out, like that's when they announced his trilogy was immediately like yeah. following this. They were like, and Ryan's coming back. He's going to do three more. Um, and he, she seemed so, so happy with the way that they made this film. Um, that you, you gotta think it's it's the backlash and everything and then the subsequent two movies not being as well received like the has that made them sort of pump the brakes a little bit on doing ryan's movies and then he got super mm-hmm. busy because he's an amazing filmmaker um yeah. yeah i i really hope one day they they get to the i really really hope that he gets to tell his story the way he wants to tell it whatever he wants to do um, yeah. Whenever it comes up in conversation, she like Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm. Also, and stuff, I, they still say like, "Hey, we'd love to do it one day when he's available." But he's super busy right now. Also, I feel like if he gets another crack at it, he would be less precious about it. He would be able he'd be able to self edit a little bit more. And if he's, it felt like he had a lot to trilogy, get out of the system. If he's going in he with really, a trilogy, he can pace that out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 
Um, I think early New Year we need to do an episode on The Last Jedi. I'd like to do that. I want to make it a celebration. I want to talk about the things that we love. I do want to talk about the things that we don't love as much, but I want it to be mostly a celebration. So if there is anyone out there who wants to talk to us about it and like wants to have a good conversation about The Last Jedi, get in contact, send us a message. Um, We'd love to hear from you uh, and maybe we can work something out. Um, Maybe, yeah, hopefully like early part of next year. That'd be great. Yeah. All right. I think we're going to wrap this one up. I think I think we're good. Yeah. Um, you got to head out. You're headed. I got to head out again. Um, we we only podcasted yesterday, and we're going to be back on Friday, uh, but not on this yeah. feed. Uh, we'll be back on this feed in two weeks' time. And you mentioned it earlier, and how much you enjoyed the documentary. I can't remember the documentary at all. So you know what? Oh. We're in se- we're in sequel land. So I think we should do the Skywalker Legacy. Awesome. I can't wait. Sweet. So we will, we will be back with that in two weeks' time. Uh, there won't be an episode next week. Um, great. Cool. Um, we Yeah, there won't be an episode next week. No data link next week because we are in the middle right. of the season. So, and uh, I'm in the and middle. Ralph is very, very busy. So essentially the month of November is going to be no data links. And no we there there's, there's one episode, regular episode coming up that may not happen. Yeah. Uh, or uh, may well, happen on a different time. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll yeah. play it by ear. Uh, go to Invincipod, or not Invincipod, go to liveactionstarwars.com, our YouTube channel, and we'll post when episodes will drop so you know when that'll happen. Also, go to Invincipod.com. Uh, Absolutely. If you um, want us more, uh, if you want more of us this week, go to Invincipod, because uh, we'll, we'll be back on Friday for that one. Yeah, I'm excited. Episode two. I'm excited about that. Yeah, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, I'm watching yeah, it. I get, yeah, we get to watch it tomorrow night. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, That'd be the same time. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Um, thanks for everybody for joining us. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so until two weeks time, uh, don't give in to hate. Celebrate the love. Punch it. Oh.